And dude, oh, go ahead. Just roll. Yeah. <laughs> Friday in the garage. I'm Corey Cope. I'm Freddie Wong. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. I mean, the last time you heard from us about what movie we're going to be covering this week was was us saying we knew what it was, but we hadn't seen it yet, and yeah, uh, no trailers, right. nothing. We always all we had was the the, the box art that Tubi was representing. <laughs> I'll say this right off the bat: this is no Eye of the Tiger. <laughs> Thank God it's not Eye of the Tiger. This movie fucks, guys. Yep. And it literally and figuratively it, it yes. fucks. <laughs> Dude, I've never seen. I mean, th- when you hear about movies that are like straight to video, I mean, dude, this is movie is basically a porn with people wearing more clothes and less of a plot. <laughs> yep, less plot, more clothes and and some poorly choreographed fight scenes. There's two things that are common, and, and I'm, I got a feeling based on the two recommendations I got after watching Snake Eight or Three Star and Lorenzo Lamas. Uh, by the way, did anybody get that tease that we made last week that Lorenzo About Lamas Greece. was in both the Grease movies? Because <laughs> <laughs> even, even I had to like double check, like, Grease too? Okay, whatever. There, here's the two common themes. Rape and motorcycle gangs. Yes, this is going to be a whole month about that, I think. And we're not reveling in either one of those things. We're just reveling in just the the mentality of what was an acceptable movie back then. Dude, this movie has I don't know how the, I, I want to get made. I want to I want to watch Snake Eater one and two because I, I want to I want to know how they got to this point. If those two movies are anything like this one, yes, because this thing this thing is just oh my god. Yeah, I mean, God damn, dude, what the fuck? And uh, uh, this came before Renegade, which I kind of secretly always loved because it was so just lame and cheesy. Right. But th- these movies are so much, I mean, this is basically Renegade with no rating system barring them from being as sleazy as they want. This is one of the sleaziest movies I've seen in ages. Right. I loved it. It has an R rating. And 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 I'm part of me is like going, okay, okay. so... I- uh, the opening of the movie is like, it, it feels like every other cheesy 90s movie. 
80s movie uh, as far as actioners go, right? It just feels like it, you can tell this is carried over from the 80s because the first movie was in the 80s. Uh, and uh, fuck, dude, I don't even seriously. This is one of those movies like I can't even fathom a starting point of talking about it because it's just so, so fucked. It, 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 it's oh, yeah. Oh, that's what it was. I can't to me a second because I'm so focused on the, the, the girl that gets kidnapped and. <laughs> The opening scene is ripped directly from Sudden Impact, like directly. Yes. Oh yeah. And hell, he's even using the same fucking gun too. It's like <laughs> he's like a, he's like the Canadian tuxedo version of Dirty Harry. <laughs> I mean, dude, God, there's more there's more denim in this movie than there is in a fucking Levi commercial. The opening of the movie is just this little cafe is getting robbed and. And here comes Soldier, Jack, Jack Kelly, played by Lorenzo Lamas, and he goes by Soldier. Apparently, that was his nickname in the first movie. I had to look it up. And, and I should point out, too, this is the first time ever, like I noted, there was no Wikipedia page for this movie. I've never experienced that before. I mean, we've done some really, really lowbrow stuff before, but there is no Wikipedia page for this movie. Right? It's super weird, because I... A little backstory, we always put, I always put tabs up, IMDb tab, and then a Wikipedia tab for the movies, just so when we're covering it, I can bring up things maybe I forgot that I learned while I was watching the movie. And dude, there was nothing. There's one for the first two movies, but not for this one. Well. And you and you think there, this, there'd be more to talk about here, because it's just like, it's a constant barrage, uh, an hour and 31 minutes of what the fuck were you thinking Here's a couple things I'm wondering. I'm wondering one, if if we seen if this is the best Snake Eater movie, and two, I'm hoping it's not. I hope the other two are oh, even yeah. more fucking ridiculous in than this. So, so the, again, the cafe is getting robbed in the beginning, and here comes <laughs> Jack Kelly walking by. He looks in the window, and it's almost kind of like he stops and like looks no. around, looks around, like is there a, like in a, such a weird thing? He's like going all right, and he goes in there and pretends to rob the place too. Oh, no, no, this is, I'm robbing this place. Yeah, I'm robbing this place. And it is freaking the guy out because now this guy's got like, okay, let me actually rewind that. I want to talk about the absurdity of this movie. Before Jack Kelly ever shows up, dude, <laughs> this waitress is bringing up this customer and the customer is like giving her shit saying, no, 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 I gave you a 20. And when she's giving him his change back. <laughs> so we're watching a cash scam go on and then it comes this guy to rob the place. And he puts a gun in this woman's face. And what does she do? She takes the key out of the register and throws it back into, into the, the kitchen. kitchen. Dude, I laughed my ass off. I was like, what the fuck just happened? What? I'm sorry. I'm like going, dude, everybody deserves to die in this movie. <laughs> That's what they're doing. Uh, and then uh, and she does, and she lets out this big, big scream. Uh I think that's why she got hired because she screams like big time twice in this in this entire scene. But anyway, so Jack comes in there, pretends to rob the place. Just this is how he's going to foil the plan. And and he gives him that in. He goes, you know what? We're going to decide this by flipping a coin. Hey, how do we flip a coin? I the most ridiculous part of this whole sequence is the fact that where the fuck are they looking? Their eye lines are fuck. I don't know what oh, they're yeah. looking at, but they're not looking at each other. Which is awesome. I mean, Lawrence Lamas couldn't be bothered. <laughs> he couldn't show up the day they actually shot the scene. He just showed up on his own. God, dude. But the, yeah, I mean, the, the whole opening of this is so fucking ridiculous. And then I, I'm, I'm sure everybody knows how it works out. Sure, right? Nobody, they don't flip a coin. They don't, uh, he doesn't rob the thing. He's a cop. Yep. Who's obviously been suspended before. But dude, the, the way, the, his interaction with his captain. Right. When he goes, 
All right, give me your, give me your badge, your gun, and your ID. Your ID. And when he says the ID, I'm like, what? Yeah. The, the badge like isn't the badge, enough. Yeah, right. <laughs> your driver's license, and I need a blood sample and a stool sample, if possible. Again, <laughs> again. <laughs> and the way he sets his the way he sets it down, I'm like, you, like a 12 year old. That moment feels like a SNL or Mad TV mocking. Yes. These kinds of action movies. That's what it Correct. feels like, and I'm like. Now I'm like like you're noting earlier, Mike. Now I'm afraid to watch one and two because I don't want to ruin the magic that is Snake Eater three. No, God, no, dude. Because I don't want to watch the other two. <laughs> I don't think so because no. I, I, they're not going to be this. No, damn. Um, I, I guess like I noted, I was just a few minutes in, and I think I texted you and said this would have been a sudden disengaged if we oh. if we knew what it was about, and and, and it's. Anyway, so Jack is suspended again, apparently. Again. <laughs> apparently, I, again. Guess he, I guess he got suspended in the other two movies also. Apparently, I hope so. I mean, before, because he killed somebody in this one. Unlike Dirty Harry. I mean, actually, Dirty Harry, what, does he go into investigation with Sudden Impact when he kills those guys? Yeah, because yeah. that's why that's why he ends up leaving and having to go to the coastal town. That's where right. Rock's fucking, yeah, where she's cutting the balls off everybody. Yeah. His girlfriend at the time. Sure. Who was in everything. Yeah. Sandy. Yeah. I mean, in real life, not in the movie. <laughs> no, but I'm saying Sandy. Yes. There's another Grease reference for you. Yes. God, this movie, dude, is so ridiculous. Like, that, that whole, the whole setup. It, what I, it's, God, there's just so many questions I, There's so I much have. to talk about. <laughs> I don't even understand how he gets involved. Like, the, the next, the very next scene, when he shows up in the cafe and the three bikers have sat down with the two squares. Right. Kind of, right? Right. I bet she gets pretty good head because she ain't got no teeth. I'm yeah. like, what the fuck is happening right now? No, he's talking about his wife. He yes, goes, I know. Goes, it's just so weird. So, yeah, the biker guy's like going, telling the, the square dude, like, let me have sex with your with your wife. And he's like, no. He's like, I'll let you have sex with mine. He's like, no. What, she's not good enough for you? She gives the best head because she got no teeth. Yeah, I'm just like, what did he <laughs> It is such a weird, it, this, there's no tension in the scene. No. It's literally just a bunch of people saying fucked up shit to these. They're all sitting at a table and they look like they could all be friends. Like they came to visit their scummy friends in this little dirty town. <laughs> oh, it's a good thing you guys got away. What's with the fancy clothes? Yeah. <laughs> Dude. Fuck off. There's two moments in the whole point of the movie is is like we, we get a chance to see that Snake Eater can actually fight and doesn't need to shoot people in the head. Nope. But he also we get a chance to meet his buddy who runs a, a PI business. Cowboy. Because this is how he's going to get paycheck for a while while he's suspended. Sure, why not? I think Jack needs to save up money if he's getting suspended all the time. Yeah, I mean, he's got to have a side gig. You know, he's got to have a side hustle. Yeah. Can't live on suspension. So his buddy's name's Cowboy. That's what he always calls him. And he's called Soldier. Am I going, is this what the script said? It just said Soldier, Cowboy. Right, I feel like I'm watching fucking Full Metal Jacket. <laughs> hey, Private Cowboy! Yes, Private Soldier. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> Fuck. That's Mr. Cocksucker to you. Give me a break. But here, here's one thing I, I could say. Lorenzo Lamas during his fight scenes does not use a stunt double very much because he does the same fucking move yeah. over and over again. Absolutely. I learned how to do this, damn it. Watch this roundhouse. I'm going to do it again. This roundhouse, he telegraphs fucking 30 seconds before he does it. Yeah, dude, it's still, I mean, he's still in the middle of that kick somewhere. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad. Dude, speaking of so bad, what it, the best thing about it is his hair. Mm-hmm. I mean, dude, I'm going to say, I, you know, I never thought about it, but Lorenzo Lamas may have the coolest hair of any action hero ever. Yeah, and you know what? I mean, I want to, can I throw something else? I meant to point this out earlier in the cafe scene. 
This is 91 or 92. Well, it actually was shot in 91. We barely had our first two lethal weapons. We haven't even had the third one yet. But when he walks in that cafe, he's wearing a fucking rig jacket from the first movie. Oh, yeah. He's a Vietnam vet, so he's wearing it. And, dude, tell me that opening isn't, it's like you, people don't know he's a cop. Yeah. It's like the alt opening for the first lethal weapon or the Christmas tree lot scene. It's the yes. same fucking thing. Mm-hmm. But thankfully, the stuff that makes Snake Eater 3 so fun is, isn't the things that it stole. It's things that it owns as original. Because there's a moment. <laughs> okay, this is what sets up the whole thing. P.I. goes, I got a job for you. I want you to go meet with these people. I don't do that kind of thing. Well, just go meet with these people. And he goes to meet in, the, in this garden, <laughs> this garden of these folks. And they're telling him about how their daughter disappeared. And then she came home one day after being gone for months. They don't give us all her backstory yet. That's not until they brought her out. And they brought her out. And she's a woman. She's, she's probably in her 20s, right? Early 20s. Yeah. And she comes out in, in, a, in a short nightgown. And dude, this is our daughter. And what the fuck was her name? Vivian Mollison. Yeah, Vi Vivian. <laughs> um, so it's Vivian. And then she pulls up her... her yeah. Jesus, <laughs> I can't even say it. She Fucking pulls up her nightgown and starts to show... Crotch shot. The crotch shot. And you're seeing the top part of her pubes. And you're like you're going... Dude, you're seeing some full wool. And I'm like, what am I watching? And, and then, <laughs> then Lorenzo Lamas' response to that goes... Am I, what did he say? But am I supposed to understand what's going on here or something? Am I supposed like, to understand what's happening here? It was just so ridiculous. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it kind of, I mean, the fucking great thing is they don't shy away from like what no. it, literally, and it, they give it to an you. Insert, they don't sugarcoat it. There's an literally. insert shot. It's an insert shot when she's pulling her panties down. I'm like, oh my <laughs> God, dude. And then what's the dad do? Dad goes, that's enough, honey. I'm like, that's enough, you, honey. why'd you let her go that far with it? <laughs> right. I mean, you guys obviously knew this was going to happen. Like, this is something that, you know, you can't have friends over when she's around. Right. Or you can, depending on what kind of fucking party it is. <laughs> You're right. And the, the, the reason why you don't need to show that is because you get the exposition when the parents come sit down. Now, they, they go in to make a point that... Vivian can't be left alone. And what do they do? They leave her alone to, to tell Jack about why she can't be left alone. Right. <laughs> Dude. So the mom's giving her the backstory. And apparently she was a sociology major and, and, and studying of tribes. Am I going? It was just this half-baked idea. Dude, right? <laughs> it goes on and you're like, where the fuck is this going? And then you're like, and then she was kidnapped and raped and used as a sex object. And then she has this line. She had a raging case of gonorrhea. <laughs> <laughs> and genital herpes. And genital herpes. And she goes, oh, she, her, her mind was gone, probably from prolonged forced drug use. <laughs> she sounded like a Nancy Reagan, don't say no, don't say, just say no ad. I was oh waiting. God. Yeah, that's exactly what it sounded like. <laughs> like they just took copy from, yeah, you know what? What's a good spiel? Let's see one of those Nancy Reagan commercials. Yeah, let's just, they just literally lifted straight from the fucking text of a Nancy Reagan, <laughs> don't say no. I, honest to God. Say no to drugs and say yes to life. Because nobody talks like that. <laughs> and, then it, and then he just ultimately goes, I don't do this kind of thing. I'm like, well, what did you even show up for, <laughs> dude? What kind of thing don't you do? And what are you going to do, Mr. Jack Kelly? <laughs> You're suspended. There's no movie if you don't go follow this. Yeah, come on, man. Don't mm. shy away. That guy. Fuck, man. Uh, I don't want people to think we're shitting on this movie because I enjoyed the living oh, shit dude, out of it, this dude. This was like, the, the, 
this is the kind of movie that we used to relish in when we go to to the to the mom pa store and pick out a movie just because of the cover. You know, uh, this looks like a homie. Because I don't go to a movie. This looks like a big piece of shit. Let's watch this. Right. And look, dude, Tubi picked this for us, damn it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, say? look, th- this is the kind of movie I would pick out. Like in 1992, I'd walk into the, either 2020 video or Hollywood video. And this is the kind of movie I would rent on any given Tuesday night. Yeah. Because it's gold. Yeah. This, I mean. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> The girlfriend, right? Oh, God. His girlfriend? Yeah, Soldier's H- girlfriend? Hildy, oh, yeah. Hildy, right? That's her name? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Dude, the whole... And by the way, you can... There's no... Though, even for people that aren't familiar with being on sets and lighting and what clearly is a build, what isn't a build... Like when we talk about cool runnings with the... When you keep going to the same office, right? Trying to drum yeah. up money where you clearly tell it's a build. The builds in this are so blatant. It's like... <sighs> the bedroom where him, yeah, where, that's, where they, exactly. that, that's not even a build. That's just a bunch of pieces stacked in a corner exactly. of like some soundstage, which, not even a soundstage, a warehouse. Which is why I keep saying, why we both were saying this feels like a porn. Yeah, so, dude, this was like they shot it on a porn set. Yeah, in, the, exactly. up in Quebec. <laughs> Because everybody kind of has that weird sort of, you can tell a, like there's a lot of local actors because they all had that weird Canadian, French Canadian sort of dialect. Well, yeah. With the baddie in this, the, 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 yes, guy, the, the only other person you're going to recognize in this movie. Yes. The guy that the responsible for Vivian's disappearance, it's a character named Goose and it's played by Scott Bam Bam Bigelow, who you guys probably know from back in the day with WWE or WWF at that time. I didn't realize he died in 2007. Yeah, pretty sure he died of a heart attack now. Yeah, well, it's, if you look it up, it says drug drug overdose slash heart attack, and I'm like... Probably from prolonged forced drug abuse. Okay, well... <laughs> one kind of comes... With, I mean, sometimes people have heart attacks when they're drug overdosing. Sure, like when you're doing a bunch of blow, your fucking heart stops. <laughs> can happen sometimes. And, that, dude, like, if, if he's not on blow in this movie, I'm fucking... Uh, I'm a monkey's uncle, as they would say. And tell me... Tell me he doesn't, there's moments where he's kind of like, he's delivering his lines in a very chill manner that works for the scene. And other times he's just fucking, he is amped up. Like he's going beyond what the script for WWF told him to do. He goes way beyond. Like when he shoots and kills the girl, right? And he looks through the hole. (laughs) Just like he mumbles something. Yeah, I mean, how do we go from William Smith last week to Bam Bam Bigelow basically I, playing the same part? Yeah, I don't know. That's the difference between the 80s and the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so because I can't pull up a Wikipedia page for Snake Eater 3, I have IMDb, which I always do. Well, what but, I find fucking ridiculous, I just realized it just looking at it now, it's based on a novel called Rafferty's Rules. Right. Well, the, the <laughs> first movie was because it has characters. Oh, okay. so you have to keep doing that because of the character. Sure. Right. That whole bit. Okay, good. Because I was like, who in the fuck wrote this novel? But I'm looking at IMDb when you get the top casting and you get your little bubbles with the, with the, um, with the profile picture of that particular actor or actress. There are so many <laughs> not pic- the, actors with no picture. The pictures. 
Right. So you get Tracy Hawaii, who I do recognize from some stuff. Yeah, she's in old. She's actually does a lot, and she's still working. She still does yeah. lots of television. And then Bam Bam Bigelow, and that's kind of it. And, until, and Lorenzo, and and then a couple of guys like Mark Camacho, whoever that is. That's the that's the guy that was trying to rip off the the the, the right. That's cash, the guy who's trying to rip off he, that, the, that's, the cash scam at the beginning yes. of the yeah. And then there's two other guys. I'm like, and it goes by Burly Man, and the other guy goes by Polly or Polly. I, I don't know who the fuck these people are. <laughs> yeah, on. no, who does? I never seen them. They probably put their own pictures on there. But dude, there's moments in there like Vivian disappears. Oh, dude. And <laughs> the parents call call yeah. Jack and say, "Snake Eater, <laughs> get over here. We need you." And, and he's called Snake Eater because that was part of his platoon in Vietnam. Yeah, of course. So you can't not forget that. That's very important to everybody. Come on, guys. Yeah, you wonder why he called Snake Eater if his nickname you know. was Soldier. Now you know. <laughs> See, he was in the military, and they called him Soldier. Can you imagine though the guy that that wrote the novel, right? <laughs> You know what I mean? Oh, I hope he got a lot of money. Or I hope he just got, you know, something. Here's something else I'm going to point out that John Dunning also was the producer of this movie. And he did the meatballs. I know. He was a Canadian guy. He actually passed away in 2011. But he did Cronenberg stuff and he did Ivan Reitman stuff. Dude, I was like trying to find the... <laughs> the point where they talk about the script, I mean, the, the where the script comes from, like the, the, the from the novel, and I can't find fucking find it now. But you know, you had to be excited if you found out your novel's going to turn into a movie, and then it turns into turns into the first Snake Eater. Turns into three movies. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that they just stopped. That's what's funny. Like we talked Is about before. I don't know. I don't think so. It doesn't, I think it only says there's two. Okay. But when we talked about how weird it was that to be recommended Snake Eater 3 before the first or the second movie. <laughs> like, what? They, they, but it knew. It knew us. That's why. But it's the algorithm of it because the other two don't deal with biker gangs. Yes. Which is why we had the... That, that really is the one through line more than the rape part of it was that. Because even with this, after this, my recommendations, they got, I got two repeats. Me too. After Eye of the Tiger. And my repeats, I actually got Eye of the Tiger again. We got a, we both got a matching one for the first snake eater, which we're not going to do. I got code of silence again. You got, for some reason, I have the tiger one, which we both assume is because you didn't have a login. So it doesn't know right. that you watched it, but you got some other ones. We didn't anticipate this happening of not getting the exact same recommendations. Right. But I actually used my login this time. So Matt might have something to do with it. But I used my login last time. I just watched the movie, but I watched it on a TV here in my office, which mm. isn't my, it's not my account. It's just on there. All right. So that might be part of the reason. But still, I mean, it's still kind of throwing us the same kind of, but it, it, maybe it's kind of, it's kind of hilarious this way because we were going to do the thing where we picked, right? We had right. to match. Uh, do we, do we, there's no match this time. No. There's a match if we wanted to watch fucking... What? Snake Eater 1. Snake Eater 1. <laughs> the parents call and say, and Vivian's like, Vivian's peaced out. <laughs> I don't know where she went. But one of the things that... There's some exposition that we didn't kind of touch on. The parents tell Jack that ever since she's come back, she'll throw herself at any man that, that yeah, she any sees. Any man. Which is obviously what, with the moving guy. So Jack catches up to the moving van... Because if through a little bit of his uh, investigation, he discovers that she took off and with some moving van. Uh, we didn't know what the fuck that means. We catches up with the moving van and it's parked. But checks the, the cab and there's nobody there. So he goes, all right. And he goes, opens the back. 
and the and the guy was driving the truck, and Vivian are just laid down the. He looks like he fell on her. <laughs> he, he was this big guy, and he's just like. Close the door. Close the door. He's not even doing anything. <laughs> he's just laying I mean, on top of he's her. He's just sleeping. He's taking a fucking nap on her. Yeah. <laughs> like he just, like you said, like he just passed out on top of her. <laughs> the light woke him up. I mean, Jack. Jack's not afraid to pull his gun on anybody. No, fuck. No, he's not. This dude stands up and he gets up off of Vivian, and he's standing behind a big box. Obviously, he's buck naked. And the dude starts challenging Jack. <laughs> just, yeah, just, with his junk hanging out. <laughs> Let's just, I mean, I we talked about last week about how there's this there's this thing about um I think that's how they kind of get around the whole rape thing, right? Right. I mean, she's been been brainwashed to just have sex with every guy that comes along. It's part of her sociology major background. <laughs> Jeez, it's so bad. The catalyst for all these movies is always one of two things, or both. The love interest or sister has been raped. Yes. Or raped and killed. It's like, it's just, that's the, that's what's happening in all these movies. Vivian continues to be, be promiscuous with every man that she sees. Right. Because of months of, of being abused and everything like that. And, and they're in the biker guys. Okay. What they do with the biker guys in this, the, the, the cliched thing. It's like, you know, we talked about when, when, when people shoot and kill dogs in a movie, just to show how badass they are. That's the whole thing with these guys, with these kinds of movies. Like, oh, you know how badass I am? Yeah, I kept that woman around here for this long, and, and I violated her the entire time. Right. Like, there's some pride in that. Am I going? It's just it's it's one of those moments where I just shook my head, and it's like it's so gross. Right. And, and it, that it, doesn't make you a badass, dude. No. And you're having such fun the rest of the time the movie's happening that when you have those moments, you're just going, ah, oh, you're bringing me down, dude. <laughs> this is right. Too, Dude, so can we just stick to the story here <laughs> as thinly constructed as it is? We already know what's going on here. Stop. I don't need to hear Bam Bam talk about what a piece of shit he is. We've already had it explained. Yeah, I just need to see him to know what a piece of shit he is. Yeah. I mean, he's Bam Bam Bigelow. And we got our exposition in the garden with the parents. I don't need any more. Yeah. Yeah. But we get it in every scene. Oh, why don't you just get back in there and fuck old Franny Rotten Crotch? I was like... <laughs> Wow. Like he's grabbing her ass. Hey, Franny Rotten Crotch. And like, it's like pulling her underwear up around. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Okay. There's a lot of cocaine on this set. Dude. Okay. So how he finds out about more about Bam Bam and where he's at and everything is because Jack goes and see this, the stripper that's a former girlfriend or something along those lines. A former girlfriend of who though? Not of his. No. Well, they don't really explain that. I guess somebody in the bike in the gang or something. They somebody in the gang, right? Yeah. Who knows who Vivian? Yeah. They know she knows what happened somehow. Right. No, and he's already had his encounter with. What about the prick bartender at this titty bar, dude? Right? What the fuck? Hand out for cash? Yeah. I mean, literally. Yeah. Every strip club <laughs> has these guys in it. Again, more of these studio, you know, movie. I was just say producer. I feel like these are they're written by people who've never been to a strip bar right. and they've never been in a biker game. <laughs> all he do is that's oh, what makes it so gloriously awesome. Yeah. Oh, dude, don't you know biker gangs? All they do is kidnap yeah. women, rape them, kidnap and sell women. drugs. Yeah. It, exactly. That's it. It's, if you have a motorcycle, that's probably what you're doing. Right. <laughs> oh you ride with. Do you ride with people? You're doing that. And by the way, how many times do you see people actually on a motorcycle in this movie? 
None. Dude. I mean, I, do, do they ever show anybody actually riding it? I, I mean, there's, they're parked. They're, I think somebody goes as far as to sit on one. I mean, Bam Bam's gets squished by a soldier's truck. Yeah. And then I, mean, I don't, I, I, I don't, don't know if I, re, I don't even recall, you know, now that you say it, I don't recall ever seeing anybody actually ride a yeah, motorcycle. On this I don't movie. think so at all. That's fucking weird, right? Anyway, so this, uh, Jack's already had an encounter with, with somebody that led him to the stripper to talk to her, whatever the fuck her name was. Susie. Vivian. <laughs> what was Fran, the stripper's Franny, name? Franny Rottencrotch. Uh, Franny. It's Franny. Is it Franny? Yeah. But it just says Franny here. That's probably so weird. Her well, he calls, was, but he calls her Franny. Franny Rottencrotch. Bam the, Bam does. The, actress, the actress's name is Holly Chester. <laughs> Holly Chester. Hello, Holly Chester. <laughs> He's already had an encounter with somebody, and he shot the person in the foot, and it was Bam Bam. He's already had, but they're just trying to find out where Vivian's at, right? He shot Bam Bam in the foot. Yes. That's what. That's why he says, well, you got to come with me and help me. She's like, no, I'm not. He's going to kick me. He's going to kill me. Well, He's going to kill me. Here's what I just did to him. And so she goes, all right, I'll get my purse. <laughs> all right. Yeah, dude. <laughs> The whole scene where they walk out to fight and he's like, I got to take a piss. Yeah, dude. <laughs> like that is the most non-fight fight scene. Like, did he, do you think they just, Lamas is like, nah, this dude's hopped up and he might fucking hurt me. I'm, we're not going to fight. This is going to be the most non-fight fight scene ever. It's the equivalent of the guy showing up with, with the giant sword and Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> yeah, totally. And also, <laughs> I'm not really dying to see another fucking poorly choreographed fight in this no. movie. But no. we get more after this. But I'm glad that we don't get, they don't actually fight in the parking lot. Well, there, I mean, I, I was partially bummed in a way because I might go on, come on, this is 1991 when they made this movie. I want to see Bam Bam <laughs> do some yeah. WWE shit on I his I want to see him do a fucking backflip off the fucking top, go out, do something. I think they already, already met the roundhouse quota for Lamas. So they can yeah, totally. <laughs> no, we got to pay him more if he does another roundhouse. <laughs> Let's just have him hit him with the car. I get $750 per <laughs> roundhouse. Oh, shit. Uh, by the way, the first movie, budget, $1.2 million. What was the budget on this one? I don't know. There's no Wikipedia for it. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to tell you it was less than $1.2 million. <laughs> oh, my God. So, so Fran, you know, you got to come with me. And, and he tells... <laughs> Jack tells Hildy, who's a real estate person, right? I she's sure. a realtor, and said, "Hey, you need to stay." Okay, keep your head down. I didn't realize they weren't in the same place when uh, Bam Bam comes around looking for, her, looking for Fran. I thought they were like in the same apartment. They're not. <laughs> no, because like like when she when he blows a hole in the front door, I'm like, why are, why are they still boning? Why aren't they going to see what the hell the noise was? Oh, right, 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 right. yeah, yeah, totally, <laughs> but. He, they're at his place, and Fran's at her is over at the realtor's place. That's the thing is like I thought there was no bridge, there was no scene to bridge the fact that they weren't in the same fucking place because they go from from Hildy agreeing in they're in an apartment. Hildy agrees that Fran should stay there, right? And the next time you see them, they're boning, and it's like, or they're in the bedroom, and I'm like, I thought it was the same place. Right, I was thinking that they were just boning and Franny was going to come in and join them because I mean, the only thing we don't get in this weird, almost porn movie is a threesome. <laughs> I mean, we get... I might we, have even said something when it happened too. I'm like, oh, she going to come walking in? <laughs> no, I, I remember. I was, I, I was thinking that that was what was going to happen. It was going to be like some weird, like... The movie, it also weirdly looks like Silk Stockings at points. <laughs> 
like Silk Stockings. Like I feel like this movie could have inspired not only Renegade, but also maybe parts of Silk Stockings or the, the premise for Silk Stockings. USA After Dark. Yeah, dude. Wasn't that the whole thing, right? This, yeah. That's what it was called. Right. Wasn't Renegade on USA After Dark? Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Snake Eater paved the way for all that shit. <laughs> Jack. Soldier <laughs> Kelly. His law. Snake Eater walks and Renegade could run. And what the fuck, dude? Like, th th this is the best, like, fucking Snake Eater 3. His law. Whose law? Okay, I watched the trailer for this before I watched the movie. Just because I want, I go, why is this trailer two and a half minutes long? And it is that long. I'll put it in the show notes. It is that long. And it's the worst voiceover ever. You know what it sounds like? And I'm not sure if anybody knows this because you... Because if you because if people are more familiar with earbuds, but old school headphones, if you plug them into a microphone jack, you can use uh, them as a as a mic. It sounds like yes. shit, but I've done it for before for effect to try to make it a certain sound, and I've used it like when I used to DJ. I used to do that all the time. But that's what this voiceover sounds like. Like they took a Walkman <laughs> headset with all the foam on it, plugged it in, and then did this voiceover. I thought it was a goof. I thought somebody was intentionally making this really long trailer and then doing a total goof voice. And then I'm seeing this t terrible font go across the screen for the for the people that are in the movie. When you watch this movie, when you actually watch the movie, it's the same font and the same graphics. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is their real trailer. Yeah, it's pretty fantastic. It is. And one of the raddest things about the opening, and I'm, are you, and if honestly you've already heard it because I put it at the beginning of the episode before the, our music started. By the way, did anybody like our new intro? Yeah. <laughs> did you hear nope. it? I wasn't Anyone sure notice? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I noticed. Yeah, I was like, I was trying to be silly with it, but then I'm like going, and when I got to, when I got done with it, I'm like going, oh man, this feels more like a horror one, but it's still worse because it's March Madness, and if you've seen March Sneaky Madness, Street, you, you'll appreciate it. Yeah, you fucking will. What makes me laugh, my, one of the best things about this whole, like, Snake Eater and even Eye of the Tiger, th these are the B versions of other, of better B movies like Stone Cold and Beyond yeah. the Law with Charlie Sheen. Yes. These are like, these are like, these aren't even B movies, man. That's what fucking, that's what I love about it is we're not even getting a B movie. No. That's what I'm saying is that, that we're not even going, this is a poor version of Beyond the Law, which actually did they, no. get, did they get like three of those too? Did they make like two or three of those? Didn't they? I think Sheen was only in one, but yeah, I think they did make, there's a sequel, at least one sequel. What's rad is like he, he has his hot shots hair. <laughs> Dude, here's the thing. Look at the poster, like the, the key art on IMDb for Snake Eater 3. That is not fucking Lorenzo Lamas's hair. They actually looks like they photoshopped Treat Williams' hair onto fucking yeah. Lorenzo, Lorenzo Lemus's face. I'm wondering if they did the pictures after the fact. Oh yeah, this is poster. This was made well after the fact. I look, don't. Look I mean, at Bam Bam, <laughs> dude. That is this is one of the worst photoshopped things I've ever seen. This is like early cut and paste. Yeah. Well, you know, look at the second picture though. You can see how much longer his hair is. They're they're clearly going for like the, they're going yeah. for that long Riggs hair going there. Oh yeah, he's got the Riggs hairdo for sure. I love how Cowboy kind of looks like a, a cross between Lance Henriksen and James Woods. Yeah, you know who else he reminds me of? In Angel 2. Oh, uh, yeah, yes. Um, Roy Calhoun is in Angel Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that, but he plays him like that guy. Yes. Anyway, this movie... <laughs>
It's like, I don't, it's, it's funny because we can talk about it and not ruin anything because I must have watched that garden scene like six, seven times. And I'm like, and I was just in tears every time. <laughs> I had, I literally, I stopped. <laughs> I was like, what I, at first I was like, did I just see what I thought I saw? Cause I was like, I wasn't all the way plugged in yet. It was just on and I was kind of like getting settled and watching it. And then I'm like, wait, did, did that just happen? Cause like they were taking yeah. her away and I was like, I got to go back and watch it again. And then I laughed my ass off. And I think I texted you like on the third viewing of it, like an raging case of gonorrhea. And when I texted you, I said, this is the greatest movie ever was during in the middle of the garden scene. It's so fucking ridiculous. This movie. God, it's so good. It's, it's one of those ones. I still feel like we should still do a commentary. For no, it. we have to. We we're going to. Or or we can do. We've been talking about doing those live streams where we can do a live commentary for it because I think everybody. <laughs> Jesus Christ! You know dude. what? I'm shocked yet that we haven't gotten an avenging angel or, or or one of those as a recommendation yet. It's only because of the biker game thing. Hopefully, that the one that we're choosing next will give us a little bit of a tree branch away from the the trunk, if you will. You know, I mean, I. I would like to see something a little different because I mean, how many spins are there on this biker gang thing? Obviously there are a lot. Yeah. The next one has a little bit more, I should say a little more spice to it. I mean, they're changing the ingredients a little bit, Yes, but I I'm hoping that's enough to modify the last two. I don't want to be bummed because because that I, I think we're going to discover this early on is like, unless we do something, pick something that is, dramatically different than what we've been watching. We're going to keep getting more of the same. They're like, Oh, you but, like that shit. Okay. We'll keep watching. Well, that. That, of course that is, but we can't, we can't stray. We have to, we have to go with something that they recommend. Oh no, no, no. I don't, I get that, but I'm saying we have to pick one of those recommendations because yeah. now we're in a point where we, we don't have the same recs. So we had, and we've like, so we've already picked one off of your list because it is the most, seems the most divergent of the recommendations from what we've already watched. Yes. Yeah. I want to say this, Lorenzo Lamas as an actor was never been great, but dude, he was fine on Falcon's Crest. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck he's doing on this. Thing, I don't dude. know, man, dude. There's like, I mean, this is where he started drinking his own bathwater. I think the way he performs in this, my take, I think, and I don't think I'm wrong here. I think Emilio Estevez, before he did Loaded Weapon, watched these movies. Had to. When you watch this movie, it feels like that's what he did. Because, because it, I mean, Emilio's hair. Long hair is more like Lamas's long hair in this, and less. Oh, yeah. And both of them have their hair is nothing like Gibson's hair is in the first Lethal Weapon. Both of their military jackets, the army jackets that they're wearing, are clearly just bought. They're they're, they're intentionally yeah, they brand it fucking yeah, absolutely. New. They just went to a surplus store, an army store, like, supply sergeant. Give me a couple jackets, man. And again. In 87, okay, it's a little more accepting. But this is 91 when he shot this movie. And it's, I'm like, wait, you were in, if you're telling me that you were in Vietnam, okay, whatever, Lamas. Sure. <laughs> that was, you, you, you've been out for 20 years when you make this movie. So I don't fucking get it, dude. <laughs> also, there's like no, there's no name. Like there's, there's no it, insignia. It, it, it's literally and, and like they part, just bought and, it at a surplus store. And he's part of this thing called the Snake Eaters. We even see their their patch during a news broadcast in, oh. this, in this movie. Where's it on his fucking jacket? Speaking of patches, and this movie has some of the worst signage I've ever seen. Oh, yes. Like, the, the dew drop in. Yeah. <laughs> that's the strip That's the strip club, everybody. Ow, and also, how gross is the neon when they walk in? Oh, it's like, dude. It says dew drop, and there's the little drop yeah. dripping off the thing. 
All I could think of was like uh, if they were trying to subliminally show you a squirt of jizz and it didn't work. Dude, it's not subliminal at no. all. No, and I, I'm wondering how much <laughs> of your budget they spent getting that thing made. <laughs> Got to get this neon perfect, man. Come on. I, I mean, the sign is on the outside. Girls. I mean, it just literally looks like somebody wrote it. They did it with magic marker yeah. on a poster board and put it up. And yeah. that's what they did. Maybe poster paint. Maybe not a magic marker. Poster paint. <laughs> Like cheerleaders preparing. Yeah, like for totally. Like, like they took it and had some high school kids do. No, no, we're making a movie, you guys. Yes, can you make us some posters like for a strip bar? It's good, but we need a pep rally style. But we want it to feel like like a rally, like in uh, Teen Wolf. You ever see Teen Wolf? <laughs> this is where Lorenzo Lamas comes into the strip joint and turns into a werewolf. <laughs> Uh, what the hell do call that? <laughs> fucking silver bullet too. Good Lord. I fucking, I do. I mean, again, I don't, I am not shit talking this movie. No, I want to. I enjoyed I, this shit out. I'll probably dude, watch it again. See, yeah, I think when we do a commentary, bullshit, we can't do it remotely. We have to do it in person together. Like when you get back, cause this is just, uh, this is like. Uh, everything about it. The, the fucking the characters, names, everything. the whole biker gang, goose, frog. I mean, they, they, their names painted on two by fours, screwed to the fucking side of the fucking strip bar. Yeah. So, so they know where to park their bikes. I want to note that Snake Eater, the first one came out in 89. So they did these, like, they basically put out a movie a year. Yeah. <laughs> the note under the first Snake Eater movie, Snake Eater was actor Lorenzo Lamas's first action film. I go, yeah. And Snake Eater 3 was the third. <laughs> right. Snake Eater Three. I mean, I mean, I was looking at dude. I'm like looking at the his filmography, like between '90 and 2000. And I'm gonna say, man, I I might have missed the boat on Lorenzo Lamas when it was a thing. Well, and I kind of feel bad. Yeah, <laughs> maybe a little bit. You know, it's funny is the first movie, uh, Larry Zonka is in it. Oh. Randy White's in it. I mean, there's like football, like real football players in that movie. <laughs> That's oh, probably yeah. why it cost 1.2 million. Yeah, they had to pay those. I, I might have to go back and watch. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to watch the other two. And, and, and. You ready for this? John Matuzek. The, there's somebody in this movie that carries into the second movie. And I think the only reason he's in this movie was because of Lethal Weapon 2 and uh, Joe Pesci. What? Hor no, no, no. But because of it, this is their answer. This, oh. is, this is the snake eater answer to Joe Pesci in the second Lethal Weapon. Ron Polillo, Horshack. Please torch you. <laughs> and he's in, he's in Sneak Eater 1 and Sneak Eater 2. So he, he clearly is the comedic relief in the movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. As, as if he needed to be relieved of comedy. <laughs> I may have to watch Snake Eater 1 tonight. I know. I think I need to, but not for the show. No, no not we'll, for the show. We'll it's, see. It's maybe, maybe, of, maybe. It's too much of a good thing. It is too much. I think the next thing we have is just fucking... The next thing is going to be great, too. But, yeah, Snake Eater, if we did another Snake Eater movie, it's too much of a good thing. Yeah. yeah. I, if, I had, if, if, I could, if I had money right now and I could green, green light a $1 million movie, I would give $1 million to them to do Snake Eater 4. Yeah. Right now, with Lorenzo Lamas at 65. <laughs> I'll take that. I'll take the Dude, I'm, I'm doubling down. All right, so there you go. Uh, movie number two, Snake Eater 3 for March Madness. <laughs> what the? Good God. If you guys want to wait to watch this, then that's cool. Obviously, based on our theme this month, it's on Tubi. I think it's on Freebie also, right? It's on Freebie. It's on Tubi. 
But here's the thing. Uh, we want you guys to watch, you know, to watch these movies and tell us what your what your recommendations are, because you and I clearly got five different things again, except for Snake Eater. One was the only thing that we got that was right. The third movie coming up is a little divergent from what we're talking about, but it's still part of a recommendation, your recommendation, not mine. So this is the first time of the uh, so far this month where we didn't have like movies except for like I said except for the first snake eater which we're not right. going to do now anyway no. so watch this stuff have fun with it because this movie make sure the kids are in bed because this one dude unless you want them to see love tits <laughs> this one and because all and it's all be, dude and they do nipple close-ups in this movie I'm like oh wow I'm, yeah Wow, look at the texture of that thing. Because you're already going to be asking your own questions. You don't want the kid asking questions, right. too. Because <laughs> you're going to be like, wow, they did this shit in 1991? <laughs> Good uh, God. This is so weird. So there you go. So if you want to follow the show on socials, it's at Karate Pod on Twitter, Letterboxd, and Insta. If you want to follow Corey on Insta, it's Culper97, or on Letterboxd, it's Corey underscore Culp. If you like to follow me, you can follow me at Rock and Roll of 33 on your Instagram, or you can follow me at Snake Eater on Letterboxd. That's Snake Eater. Dude. She had a raging case of gonorrhea. <laughs> yes, she did. In general herpes, apparently. Oh, my um, God. And since then, we've discovered genital herpes. <laughs> <laughs>